Welcome back to the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg, and it is a pleasure to be back to be talking to you guys once again. Today, we have a continuation of a topic that we started quite a few weeks ago about Mortal Kombat 12. And who better to continue said discussion with than my brothers in the Mortal Kombat sphere? You know them, you love them. Please introduce yourself. How you doing, guys? This is uh, this is uh, Lovey Crunch. How you doing here? Uh, I, I pride myself on being a MK expert, so just saying, just saying. I'm very, very happy to be here. Lobo Berry Crunch is back in the booth with me once again. <laughs> <laughs> you liked that intro, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> but he's back with me once again. Um, I like having you on these Mortal Kombat discussions because I feel like you're just as passionate about the story and all things MK as I am. You know, everyone else like plays it and has a good time with it, but like not many people are as invested in um, the same things as I am, aside from you. I, I appreciate it, man. I love <clears throat> like when it comes to games, especially like uh, Mortal Kombat. Like I love the lore, man, and and it's just a lot of people look at the game for what it is and just go, oh, it's just a game where you beat the crap out of each other and kill each other. Like whatever, not a big fucking deal. But it's like when you actually get to deep dive into the lore like find out about the different realms and races and who's connected to who and you're just like bro i had no idea like those special dialogues you hear are way more than just one character talking smack to another character there's so much more deeper in that and you're not lying and and that's why i like that mortal kombat has adopted that um that pre-dialogue thing like as just an integral part of how they set up their fights. Like, I really like that. I like that in most fighting games, but not every fighting game has it. You know what I'm saying? So I like that this is literally a staple of Mortal Kombat right now. Yeah, definitely. Like, I love the fact that, like, especially when you get to see, like, certain characters, like, have that that special dialogue. Like, you, you, it kind of feels like you invest yourself in those characters. Like, for me, obviously, big one. I'm a big Sub-Zero main. Uh, I know I'm gonna get a lot of booze for that. That's fine. I'm an OG Sub-Zero main. I love uh, I love him. You know, Kwai Liang was my favorite of the Sub-Zeros. Um, but anytime I get to hear Kwai Liang and Bihan like talking smack to each other, like it's so, it's just so fun to hear. Like I, I don't know. I get like a little giddy every time I go, ooh, they're talking shit to each other. <laughs> they talking shit to each other. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, games like um, like the Arxis series of games, like Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, and um, uh, Grand Blue, and set and stuff like that. They also do sometimes. They used to, not so much anymore. At least in Guilty Gear, um, they also do like pre-dialogue things, and I like it there too. So I, I guess um, um, like the story aspect of games like Blaze Blue and Mortal Kombat, it's just it's just so enticing that. It's nice when the company kind of wants to put it in the foreground for us to enjoy as well, and not just like, oh, you want to learn more about these characters? Uh, read the booklet, or or go on their Wikipedia, or watch this outside media source. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, MK11, did, they did a lot of things wrong. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of things that we obviously have our episodes that we've griped about. But one thing I did like 
And I felt like they really did a good job in that one. It's just the dialogue, but not just between special characters, but it's like almost every single person has a different dialogue with almost every other other every other character. There's not like a like a generic one where it's just one of them talking to the one like, I'm the strongest there is. Well, I'm gonna beat you. Huh, I heard that before, which is very generic. <laughs> How'd you come up with that one? That sounds like pretty specific. I mean that that's what I'm saying though. Like it's it's a it's a very generic dialogue that you hear in a lot of fighting games. It's true. So like you said, in like your in your Blaze, I'm like Blaze Blue is one of those games where it does have specific dialogue with certain characters. But then again, like let's say if you got like Rock to the Blood Edge fighting, I don't know, like Arcune, for example, there's nothing. It's it's literally just him just going like he'll just roll up and just be like, I'm here to defeat you. And then Arcune, and he's like, huh, you won't beat me. It's like clearly you didn't understand what he said. But in MK, the one thing I like is that, for example, like um, like Sindel has a uh, an introduction with uh, Jax where she flirts with him, and then he's all like, and it's it's funny to listen to because like yeah, some dialogues are serious and some are not. Where she's like, "Have you ever been? What was I forget what she even said? Oh, she said, "Have you ever laid with an Adinian? His comeback is not my. He's like um, something about like oh, I I have my orders and that's not in them. And she's like, um. She's like, dare defy me or something like that. So you see there's personal. Oh, he says, I'm not a gigolo. And then she's like, you dare defy me. So obviously you kind of get invested. You're like, ooh, I like that. Makes the fight a little more personal. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And, and it, it shows a lot of the personality of the characters also. You know, you got uh, Jax, who's not easily swayed by the flirtatious manner that Sindel likes to flaunt sometimes. And Sindel does not like to be rejected by anyone. According to her dialogue, you know, um, yeah. we could touch on we've touched on what they've done to Sindel and MK11 compared to the ugh, how she was set up before. But, you know, this we we have a couple of podcasts already that kind of dissect and criticize the story. So for this time around, I only want to bring up Mortal Kombat 11 story in reference to how we want to set up the Mortal Kombat 12 story. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't want to go into any more like deep dives into. Oh no, I hear you. Mortal Kombat 11 story. I feel like that's kind of got beaten to death by everyone in the world at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it was so right. poorly received. Uh, so to start, to speak on Mortal Kombat 11, to go into Mortal Kombat 12, what I really want them to do for Mortal Kombat 12, which it seems like they didn't upon their writing of Mortal Kombat 11 is I would love for them to go back and play their old story modes before they even started writing Mortal Kombat 12. I'm sure they've already started writing and producing it and all that stuff, but I hope, I should say, they went back, they played all their story modes, they got story beats down, they looked at all the branches and relationships and took all that into account in crafting of their newest story um what do, you, what do you think about that how do you feel about the writers and how they kind of treated the past material no more time travel no more we are done that should have ended in nine with all the time disruption nonsense no more paradoxes please honestly no paradoxes. honestly like here's the thing i'm okay with the ending with, and I'm sure obviously this isn't really a spoiler at this point, because if you have not played 
MK11 and finish the game or any of the story modes now. I'm sorry, it's a spoiler, but whatever. Um, I'm okay with the idea that Liu Kang is now Fire God, Fire God, Thunder, or Liu Kang, whatever he is. Like, I'm absolutely okay with him now training the the new Kung Lao, well, not new, but like Kung Lao and having him start there. So I think what we should do is start the story from there. Let's completely leave everything in the past. We already were told over and over that Liu Kang already reset the universe. The timeline has been reset. So literally anything from 11 at this point should be completely gone. That means that we can revive all the characters that we were we were missing because we got the excuses that certain characters were quote unquote dead and couldn't come back. So like you said, go back, go back, find those story modes, find those character relationships, find those things that are going to make things like more interesting. And now you can really start to rebuild the story in a way that should not just satisfy the fans, but kind of bring them back. Give us a fresh take. So now, instead of Liu Kang being the chosen one, we have Kui Liang. I'm mean, not Kui Liang. Um, Kung Lao, as our, our the first Kung Lao, yeah, as our Kung new Lao. champion. Let's start there. Build it up to his inevitable like battle with Goro, you know, and and all that. Like let's let's really give it a fresh take, you know, and then reintroduce some of those characters. But you can still bring back. Like, we can have our Sub-Zero, we can have our Scorpion, you know, obviously they're not going to make a Mortal Kombat game without them. Um, this time around, to be honest, I'd be fine with them leaving Raiden out. Like, don't even have him involved. Obviously, with Liu Kang basically being in his spot now, let's leave Raiden out and maybe give us, like, a, a new Thunder God or something like that. Or a, or even a new being that's, like, kind of like a God character, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah I feel you, I feel you. I think that they have a lot that they can play with right now. And remolding that story the way it needs to be molded, like it, it, it's a fresh take. So just, just don't, just don't, 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 don't time paradox. No more, no more, please. We're done. We had the one time travel uh, where Fire God Liu Kang went back to the Great Kun Lao, and I think we should keep it there. And yeah, I think they were very smart this time around to go back so far. Because I, I know they wanted to reintroduce the series with MK9, so they went back to MK1 with the time thing. But I think something they've have they've forgotten was how much happened before MK1. Mm-hmm. That, that was still canon because they didn't go back far enough to not to, I don't know what the actual word is, to non-canonize or, or, or whatever. You know, everything yeah. beyond it you have you have to take that into account when building the story and they didn't really they took little tiny bits and pieces but they didn't take the whole story which they would have had to because it's still all intact same thing with um Jax and Kano and stuff with the special forces game and like Tremor and things like that yeah um so for for them to have gone back so far into the past with the great kun lao i think was an amazing amazing idea and i'm happy they 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 did that in particular. No, I agree. I mean, you can still have your characters like... Because <clears throat> we got characters that have obviously existed for a very long time. So you got like your Nightwolf, who obviously... It's not really immortal, but obviously he, his, because of his spirit powers and stuff like that, he, he's able to exist as long as he does. You know, obviously Shang Tsung is going to be obviously involved. You know, you, you've got a lot of characters. And 
in this sense too you can again you can reintroduce like ancestors or even like original versions of the characters like just with like slightly different storytelling so obviously like keep certain things intact like with Bihan destroying Scorpion's family, you know, and Scorpion wanting vengeance and stuff, like, obviously keep all that in there. But at the same time, you can still introduce, like, um, Quan Chi into that, because obviously Quan Chi is also a character that's transcended, like, multiple years. So he, he doesn't have to be young or anything like that. Or you can give us a younger, more arrogant version of him that's less maybe attuned to understanding how to use his um, necromancy powers. And using the, um, you know, the stuff to resurrect souls and all that. Like, there's a lot that can still be worked around. I mean, obviously, certain characters like Cassie Cage we'll probably won't see in a while. Like, a lot of the combat kids won't be in there. Um, hell, I would be surprised if we even see, like, Johnny Cage. But, like I said, it, it really depends on how they do this. Like, I think that maybe mixing a lot of those events from the previous, like, the first, the, the first Mortal Kombat. And even, like you said, going back and going into the older events. So, give us maybe a prequel story leading up like it doesn't have to be long just like a short version of like of um uh kung lao the, the first great kung lao beating goro and then leading into eventually what could end up being the the next tournament after that you know what i mean but um my question that i would be interested in seeing is like who would take luke luke kang's place as like that luke kang s character now that he's a god are we gonna 100% invest in the great kung lao and only really have a kung lao character only or are we going to get like a like a second version because obviously kung, kung lao and and uh lu kang they they're like you know pb and j bro they're like best friends they're they're always together um it's funny you say that because i i honestly think the great kung lao will be the lu kang of this new series uh because he doesn't he doesn't fight like the kung lao that you and i know and love right he doesn't use the sharp hat he doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, well, maybe he does some type of teleporting, but he's not like a super teleporter. He doesn't fly and spin and stuff. He, we haven't seen very many fights with him, but he never gave me the look of someone who would use anything but their fists and fighting ability to get the job done. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's a good point. But it, it also, like, if you are going to follow the great Kulao, it, it definitely brings up the question of who will the villain be? Because you brought up Goro, but Goro was the one who killed the Great Kun Lao. Mm -hmm. So is the timeline going to be changed so much that um, it's going to be changed so much that there, this timeline could be the one where the Great Kun Lao defeats Goro, and then we see how things play out after that. I think that could be kind of interesting because that's where he meets his demise, and that's when like the events in Mortal Kombat One start to come into fruition you know after a while you know goro held that spot for a long fucking time but if goro never holds that spot what happens next what do we get after that that's a good point because i mean we don't really know because uh it, it was obvious that like when fire god Liu kang it is just fire god Liu kang i thought it was like god he's god of fire and thunder but he's just called fire god Liu kang um but when he when Liu Kang finally like ascends to him and he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have you be my champion and I'm going to start training you. He clearly goes for what? So the question is, are they aware of the Mortal Kombat tournament at all? Or is this possibly leading into like the first Mortal Kombat tournament? Because obviously, again, in MK1, we're already at like what they only need one more defeat. And then, you know, 
they're able to take over Earth Realm. So obviously we're years and years into the future of when that happened, when the uh, first Kung Lao had his uh his battle. But now the question goes into, like you said, yeah, like who's going to be the big bad? I mean, obviously, I still believe that Shang Tsung is going to still be involved. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. Um, I'm going to be sad if they don't. We don't get. Uh, we don't get. I mean, MK11's Shang Tsung was amazing. Oh my god, I, I was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Obviously, also being a, a kid, I, I, you know, when I remember watching the first MK movie and the, the actor that played him, I was like, oh my god, and he's going to be the model for MK11. That was cool. So that's gonna be, that's gonna be some hard shoes to fill if they're gonna do yeah. another Shang Tsung. But for real, but they might not do another Shang Tsung. And, and again, I don't know who it could be. And, but Quan Chi, and, and it could be Quan Chi, but not a lot of people are fans of Quan Chi. You know, not like how they are Shang Tsung or Goro or especially Shao Kahn. You know, Quan Chi just like he's the 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 story wants us to think he's like some super some super godly magician or something but he's mm -hmm. just a necromancer yeah no he's not even as strong as shang soon he's just a necromancer he's been a minor villain until like netherrealm studios you know tried to push him as the shang soon of the series when he's not shang soon is the shang soon of the series no i agree with that yeah um, i mean but he's not oh, right. uh, i'm gonna say like so because obviously in each realm that we've had we've had like the big bad so i just feel like he got lucky and he was just nether realms bad guy you know what i mean i can see that so maybe this would be a good opportunity to introduce a new nether realm bad guy like a like somebody higher because he he kind of just was just given nether realm i don't feel like there was anybody that was really above him until shinnok uh showed up but there was just nothing there like obviously when you think of outworld the first person you think about is like shao khan but then you have like other big bads that can't technically come from there so like yeah, Onaga. Yep. I mean, Goro for his uh, his point are like mini care uh, mini boss characters of Utaro and stuff. Like all these characters come from Outworld. So being as a Nether Realm is literally like the realm of the dead. There, to me personally, I'm like, you guys got to have somebody that's got to be a problem, other than a necromancer <laughs> that was sent to Nether Realm. Because even um chaos realm chaos realm like we didn't really get anybody that was crazy big from I, there i want to see someone crazy come from chaos realm we have havoc but there's got to be someone so powerful in chaos realm right someone yeah. that would really throw um a wrench in the balance of things just for like shits and giggles just cuz because they're from the chaos realm right yeah that would be the, really cool the, 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 like we're both saying right now this is their opportunity to really kind of rewrite the lore but to utilize a lot of things and kind of even touch up on like certain factors like that like chaos realm gave us no real big bad nether realm only really gave us quan chi until shinnok shows up so if you think about it but shinnok isn't just really a part of like nether realm he's like he's a, he's a, an elder god or fallen elder god so i mean would he he to me he doesn't even count as like nether realm's bad He's just the big bad of the gods. That's true. And Shinnok took over Netherrealm way, way before even the earliest, the earliest portions that we know of, of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like he so... was down in the Netherrealm doing shit like, um, that's back when like Reptiles race got wiped out millions of years ago. That's when he got sent down there. When he wasn't even 
the ruler of Nether Realm. He just got sent to the Nether Realm and took it over from what? From from Lucifer? Are they was they were they really that on the nose with the ruler of hell before Shinnok? Actually, that's a really good question. To be honest with you, I'm actually looking up some of the natives from um, certain realms. So I just I just looked up to see who else came from Chaos Realm. And to be completely honest with you, the only person it's talking about is is Havoc. I think Havoc There's, is. I think they introduced the Chaos Realm to introduce Havoc. But that's what I'm, my thing is. It's like the it's literally titled the Realm of Ultimate Evil. So. Why did we never get a big bad guy from Chaos Realm? Chaos. I want to see a bad guy from Chaos. If if Havoc, like I think Havoc is mad cool. I would have definitely used Havoc if he was in, you know, any game outside of the one. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He was also in Armageddon. If he was in any game after Armageddon, I would have definitely used him. Yeah, let's see here. I'm looking up um, who were the original rulers before Shinnok. And it says here, yeah, Shinnok was the fallen elder god that ruled over Netherrealm. Um, his influences as the god of death. Uh, Shinnok can be seen throughout the main kind. I mean, yeah, we already know that. So yeah, we already know Shinnok. I think it was Lucifer. I think they really were just like so on the nose with that. Yep, Lucifer. You're right. Lucifer. Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer was the original ruler and protector of Netherrealm. Right, because every realm's got a protector. You know, mm -hmm. Shao Kahn was protector of Outworld. Raiden is Earthrealm, and I don't know. Uh, so, was it Denia fucking Dagon and Taven's dad? Was he the protector of Adenia? If yes. I remember correctly, okay. he was the yeah. He was the it was the protector, and then it was destroyed. Yeah, um, I can't remember what his name was. You know what's even crazier is that it says here that they didn't even really specify how Lucifer was overthrown. It just says Lucifer was overthrown by Shinnok with Quan Chi's assistance. And became the new ruler of Netherrealm, but they never. It, it says here that there was never any indication of whether or not he was killed or not. It just says Lucifer's whereabouts were unknown after Shinnok uh, came into power. So it's like, where do you where go did, if you die in Netherrealm? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what, what happened? I want to know that. Lucifer for MK12? Nah, they wouldn't. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I, I would actually yeah. be okay with that. It'd be kind of cool, but. He doesn't even have a picture, bro. There's no, there's no like, Im like there's no actual image of Lucifer. Yeah, of Lucifer. Um, but to go back to, um, to go back to the Great Kunlao for one second, I'm interested to see, um, because you know, like I was talking about how Goro was the one who killed him. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if if he would, if he definitely would beat Goro this time around, because this time he would be trained and counseled by the person who's defeated Goro. That's true. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like he was trained by he's gonna be trained by Liu Kang, who has defeated Goro. Um Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like with that knowledge, I feel like Great Kun Lao could beat Goro and we could have someone else that has to step up. And I don't think Quan Chi will be able to beat the Great Kun Lao with Liu Kang's um counsel. I just don't know who it could be outside of people we've done seen already like Shao Kahn and and um Shang Tsung so I think I think we should get someone maybe not brand new to the series as a villain but maybe some a villain who hasn't been in like we haven't seen in a while do something that's There's not true. many but like we have like um it was like super powerful like I don't I don't know like maybe like one of like 
keep going back to Obinago. Maybe like Dagon or someone. It's possible. But, but I don't know. Dagon wasn't even a big boss in the game he was introduced in. That was Blaze. And I doubt they're going to make Blaze the main bad guy in Mortal Kombat 12. Well, Blaze isn't even a bad guy. Blaze is just a, a figure that they needed to defeat in order to get the power. So, I mean, if you sit there and you think about that, he's not really, like, trying to rule anybody. That's true. Maybe we could just get, like, a new Elder God or something. I don't know. I think, I like, there's a possibility to play it safe and have it be, like, Shao Kahn again. But maybe they'll actually treat him with respect. Maybe they'll treat all our characters with respect this time around and we'll actually get a good story. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody was fucking respected in MK11 and to a lesser extent, uh, a lesser extent, uh, Mortal Kombat 10. So maybe, like, if we get another story where they're actually respecting their characters, respect, well, they don't have to really respect their lore, except, like, way back lore with, like, Reptile and the Elder Gods. Um, so I want to ask you this. You brought up Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Mm -hmm. But by the time Great Kun Lao was doing stuff, neither one of them were even born. Both Bihan and Kualiang and, and also Hanzo. None of them were even born. I'm not even sure if their grandparents were born. They were. Their their grandparents were because you have to remember that their line goes back generations. Okay. So, well, I'm sure they have like ancestors for sure, but like I'm talking, I'm just being like dramatic. Like the yeah, people no. who would birth the people who would birth them aren't born yet. Yeah. So so, so would you be uh, okay with having ancestors of those two take up the mantle of Scorpion and Sub Zero? Yes. And Okay, so since that, I want to ask you about Scorpion specifically, because I'm assuming Cryomancy just runs in the family. How mm -hmm. would you think they would give um, Scorpion's ancestor the abilities of Scorpion? Since Scorpion, as we know him, was a specter from the Nether Realm. So obviously, the one thing that we saw in the later installments, so like to after nine. In 10 and 11, we did see that Hanzo Asashi was alive, but still re retained a lot of those fire powers. He just didn't have, obviously, the, the you know, obviously the Netherrealm, like, versions of those powers, but he still had, like, Hellfire Blades and stuff like that. So, and obviously being being from a clan called the Shirai Ryu, obviously Ryu being, like, the trade word there, dragon, I would assume that his ancestors must have some type of, like, fire magic or like at least some type of ninjutsu that kind of like ties into the fire so okay. and then obviously there's a long-standing history of a rivalry between the two clans no matter what they've just never really in a sense like stepped to each other until bihan decided to like you know follow quan chi's influence and go and destroy like hanzo's family and all that stuff so I think that it would be interesting because we could probably get the earlier establishments of the Shirai Ryu and of the um, Lin Kuei. So we get like a like an ancient version of Sub-Zero and an ancient version of like Scorpion very early on. Um, I mean, obviously for trademarks, I mean, not trademarks, but like for fans sake, you'll probably still get the get over here from Scorpion as just oh, like a form of art. Yeah, yeah. But I think that It'll be. It, I think it'll be interesting because what you could do is have them use similar move sets, but like maybe even give them like different ways that their attacks work. Because obviously the cryomancy powers that that develops over time. So don't make him fight very similar. Because I mean it's weird to say it this way, but like when I, I I don't know if it's just me, but like playing Sub Zero through all the years, both the Kuai Liang version and the Bihan version. 
there's obviously some, some move differences between Kwai Liang and Bihan. Like, Kwai Liang had, like, obviously the ice shower and certain moves that Sub-Zero, um, Bihan did not have. So you can really give us, like, some, some things to kind of differ from these Sub-Zeros that we're familiar with, and at the same time, have Scorpion kind of do the same thing. Like, give us different things that the Hisashi clan maybe had that could have been either lost to time or maybe they were just like earlier versions of those moves that are not perfected until the later generations um i would like to see that rivalry with the clans at least in some shape or form i mean they have no reason to kill each other yet but you can still have that like clear indication that you know the uh the lin kuei and the shira ryu originally don't get along very well so like there's like a barely a piece or even, or even flip, flip it on its head. Maybe the early ancestors actually did get along. Maybe maybe you could still have that, like, fire nice bromance, you know, early in the game and give us a different take on it. And maybe something happens during the tournament that turns them against each other and kind of builds that rivalry of, like, them, their, their clans no longer liking each other. I mean, again, I'm just spitballing ideas here. But. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Well, if, if I remember correctly, and I might not be, are the Shira Ryu an offshoot of the Lin Kuei? That's a really good question. Because um, if they are, I could see just an ancestor of Scorpion just having the ability to control fire. Because they could just come from a line of like pyromancers, how Sub-Zero come from a line of cryomancers. You know, that if they want to keep with their fucking retcons from random ass pre-fight dialogue where the crime answers come from Adenia after You're right. being banished to Outworld and then being banished to Earthrealm. Like, so like, there was a there was a member like of the Lin Kuei named Takeda who was a branch off of the Lin Kuei that eventually establishes the Shirai Ryu because the Lin Kuei are based in Chi- are like based in China and then obviously the Shirai Ryu are based in Japan. So yeah, no, that's a that's a really good way to put it. Because it's been established that the Lin Kuei isn't defined by its cryomancy. That's just its most powerful member. It just happened to be cryomancers in the Sub-Zeros. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have characters like Smoke, who's a, an Anenra, a smoke demon in a human form. You know, so it's not, it wouldn't be out of the question if the Lin Kuei are willing to take in cryomancers and whatever you call a smoke demon, a, a smoke mancer or whatever. A vapor, a vapor mancer or whatever, uh, for them to take in like a pyromancer, you know, this Takeda Hasashi or whatever, could be just a pyromancer, and that could lead all the way up to Scorpion. Like he was made into a specter, and why was it decided that he would get fire powers as a specter? Well, maybe it was in his blood to be a pyromancer the whole time, because That's of true. his ancestor far back. Um, but you know whether or not that's true, whether or not that's how it plays out. Either way, it's a it's a super interesting conversation to have because we can have it now because they went so far back. And now the possibilities feel endless. So the um, the whole cryomancy thing, um, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, obviously like researching things while we're talking because obviously it gives us more talking points. Um, so it says here that the cryomancy abilities, yes, you you are correct, 100. percent the Sub-Zero Mantle has always been taken by the strongest of the Cryomancers within the Lin Kuei bloodline. Cryomancy does not run in the bloodline of the Lin Kuei specifically, though. 
So they have multiple different iterations of uh, ninja arts, also assassination arts, i.e. if you look at characters like um, Sector, obviously he, he was the Grandmaster's um, grandson, but he was not their strongest member. So, so that's why Sub-Zero was led, he, he led the charges on most of the battles. Um, now, again, if we look at it from where we saw later on, when when Kwa uh, Liang reestablishes the Lin Kuei, he teaches Cryomancy. So that's when they decide to kind of more lean toward the idea of mainly being Cryomancers, because we get characters like Frost and stuff like that. But originally, no, they're just assassins. So, I mean, they kind of, you know, think about it, they can literally use any art they want. I think... Personally, I I think there's like a strong possibility that could be the case. Just the ancestors controlled these, and maybe that's like a theme of the Lin Kuei back in the day. Fire Knights combined to make this powerful unit, and then they have a falling out, and you know the rest of the story happens. Yeah, I think I think it would be a great idea, and I think it's gonna. It, it's cool because now we get to see, like I said, like either way, like either we we start off with the Lin Kuei, maybe. This, you know, ancestor of the Hasashis is, you know, obviously Takeda, and he um, starts off, obviously, with them, and maybe he's on a mission with, obviously, like, our Sub-Zero-esque Crymancer character, and maybe something happens, there's a fallout, maybe, and he, that, that, what leads him to break away, so we still get, like, the, the rivalry, maybe, maybe the, the Hasashi character who, who establishes the Shirai Ryu, maybe he was jealous or maybe he wasn't as powerful or maybe the reverse maybe he had the potential to overtake the cryomancy character and it led to the cryomancy character kind of like deciding nah you know what we're gonna find a way to get you kicked out so i don't know there's 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 so many possibilities you know what would be really cool about what you just said if we if we experienced that conflict within the story we were playing yes uh, yes. like, like we start with them being like a unit the ancestor of sub-zero and scorpion and then through the story they start to butt heads and then eventually by the end they just fracture entirely and then that's and we get to see with our eyes the creation of the shirai ryu and the i don't want to say the corruption but but the the um how am i trying to say this i'll I'll say corruption but i don't mean corruption the corruption of the Lin Kuei into just like a power they just want like power and strength and um and purity within their ranks well that's where um sector's um uh, i mean sector yeah sector was the um the uh grand the grandmaster's uh was he grandson or was he his son it was his grandson wasn't his grand- it yeah his grandson yeah so if you think about it maybe that's when his bloodline kind of like decided to be the leaders because again you have to think about it this way just because you're not the strongest doesn't necessarily mean that your family doesn't lead the the clan so obviously sub-zero was their most powerful warrior in mk9 when we were watching that all the events unfold and he was um obviously sector was like well we're gonna my grandfather wants to do the cyber initiative so we're gonna do it anyway um but it was clear very much so that Sub-Zero was the one that was leading the charge. Yeah, he definitely gave off the air as like, okay, I don't care what you're like what you're saying right now, Sector. I'm 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 Sub-Zero. Who's gonna tell me what to do aside from the exactly. Grandmaster himself? 
and then maybe we can get into that because obviously it's very it's very clear that despite you know the loyalties to the Lin Kuei, obviously like Sektor's family they they are very corrupt. There are things that he was aware of that the Lin Kuei had done that was ordered by his family because he was obviously aware of everything that went on with the uh, the destruction of the Shirai Ryu. So obviously his family had some tie into that, but they ended up blaming um, uh, Sub Zero um, Bihan for that and then obviously that led to scorpion killing him in the tournament even though technically it wasn't him no it was yeah it was it was quan chi oh yes so it's it's gonna be interesting because you can literally just see we could see that like you said like see that fracture in the Lin Kuei early on and uh or maybe that's because like maybe we could even twist this up and maybe um we have also sector's ancestor there as well with the Hisashi person uh, ancestor and also the Sub-Zero ancestor, maybe he kind of pushes the idea of like banishing uh, Takeda out of here and saying like, you know, we need to purify the Lin Kuei. He's obviously like not pure. We don't need him. So it, it's, that's, that's it's a cool, cool idea. Have him be like a corrupting force. I kind of, I, I fucks with that. That's a good idea. He's the, he's the original, he's the original Quan Chi. He's the original Quan Chi. <laughs> Just not as annoying. Um. Now I want to ask um, I want to posit another, um, I guess, theory, but um, speculation. Okay. Um, obviously, there cannot be a special forces. Uh, just because how far back we went and the special forces was made to deal with like outworld interruptions and things like that in other realms interfering with Earth realm business. Mm -hmm. And since that hasn't really... We don't have the pieces in place for that to come together. My my wondering is, what are they going to do with some of these special forces characters? Because it's clear that they love their special forces over in that company. I hate the special forces, <laughs> uh, but they love the special forces. Oh, and the on, only man. one, the only Cassie, one I could see, Cassie and Jackie, you hate them. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do too. I do too. I do too. Um, and but the only one I could see even making. Not even an appearance, but a move set they could even have return is Johnny Cage's. Since he comes from a long line of God-killing Mesopotamian warriors, we could just have a Mesopotamian warrior that fights like Johnny Cage with green energy and everything without it being Johnny Cage. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you think they should do about characters like Sonya, like Kano, like Cabal, characters like that that obviously cannot come back with how far they came back uh how far they went back in time i mean it's it's still gonna play on the idea of like ancestors so now for me like obviously with military i mean obviously we know that jax's family that's all he's already an established like family in in the special forces like they obviously like his his family clearly are built into this so we could even get like maybe like his great 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 grandfather i mean we don't again we don't know how far back this is gonna really go but we could get like, uh, like a maybe like one of his grandfathers, you know, in there as like the Jax character, obviously without the metal arms, but like you know, kind of putting that like big muscle man character in there for the grapples and everything like that. So you, it's very possible to do that. Sonya, um, Sonya would probably be a little more difficult, obviously because she's a very specific character. We I don't really know her history. With the special forces, if it's like a like her family is like a long line of military vets or something, 
Obviously, with Jax, we knew, and he always didn't want Jackie to be a part of that. So, because obviously, it's very clear that he was kind of just like thrusted into it, and he had that attitude of like, I don't want my kid to go through what I went through type situation. So, um, for Johnny, like you said, like obviously, it's it's a, it's a bloodline thing. So you could have like an ancestor of Johnny Cage that isn't like all like you know movie star like. Maybe he maybe it'd be interesting. Maybe we get like a, a serious character more of the Johnny Cage style. Or we can he could be sarcastic, still giving us like that little bit of humor and stuff like that. The arrogance, you know, dialed back because it wouldn't be modern times, you know. Exactly, but yeah, we'd still be able to get that. I feel like the only character that really have a difficult time is Sonya. Um, Cabal, I mean, you could, you could probably have a character that's similar to Cabal. Maybe not to a point. Maybe he could, instead of using two hook swords, he or he doesn't even have to use hook swords. Maybe he uses some type of other weapon. Maybe, like, scythes or something like that. I don't know. Um, or like, I mean, hook swords are, like, ancient weapons, too. Like, it wouldn't be out of place to have someone using a hook sword. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very possible. Kano, um, Kano I could see being a little more difficult because, obviously, we, again, that's a... Kano clearly established himself as a thing. Like, the Black Dragon is something that, obviously, like, we could say existed from a long time ago. I mean, there's... Wasn't there another group called the Red Dragons or something like that? Like, they were yeah, a part of that, too. they were established by Dagon, I believe, and I'm not entirely sure if they worship Onaga, but they definitely took themes from Onaga. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got, you've got stuff that you can play with. Um... It would just be obviously like using maybe like similar move sets, but obviously we're gonna have different backstories for each of the characters. I think Sona is the only one that we would have a problem with, but I've I've, <laughs> I've never really been a fan of Sonya, so I really don't care. I haven't either. I'm not a fan of Sonya at all. Um, but 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 yeah, it'll be hard to have them because. I think when the like the great Kun Lao like first defeated Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, like 500 years or, or so ago, before Mortal Kombat one. Mm-hmm. So it makes you just wonder, who are we even going to get as far as characters go? We have really the only guarantees are the great Kun Lao and. Uh, Liu Kang. I do believe Liu Kang will be a playable character in some in some in some frame. I mean, he's going to be the Raiden, so I mean that's fine. Like I said, I'm fine with him being our Raiden. Just, I, w- I would probably say just uh, if anything, I'd be fine with also Raiden not even existing, or if he does exist, like just obviously he's he's like Fujin to to Liu Kang. Yeah, I think he's immortal now. He's a mortal now. Yeah, he's um, a mortal. Um, but but when when you look at that time frame. Really, a lot of the characters that could come back are only jobbers, you know, Reptile, Baraka, um, Shiva, you know, Shokan, and any Adenians, you know, Jade and Katana, uh, yeah, obviously Shang, uh, Shang Tsung, Shao Kahn. Um, but mostly there's just like jobbers that just happen to have like real longevity, like the Adenians, or like I said, Reptile and Baraka, and maybe like some other people maybe the maybe have it could come back because the chaos realm age is different there or something That's maybe true. they age backwards or something and havoc's actually really old but he looks young because he's actually old oh that's a that's an idea 
I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to say because there's so many fan favorites now that wouldn't even be alive because of the time. I feel like the one thing they could do is maybe we start the game early off playing the early events of the tournament. And then maybe we'll get like a, a fast forward version of it later. Like kind of like a time skip to like maybe the modern day where we would get like those like the, the opportunity to have those characters and have like a redone version of the first tournament. Well, not the yeah. first tournament, but the first game. You know what I mean? Because like obviously the the events are very are going to be very, very different now. Because like you said, now that, uh, you know, Liu Kang is counseling uh, the great Kung Lao, obviously he may ne- he may never lose to Goro. And may- maybe the maybe the whole idea and the, the way things work shifts in the favor in a, of uh, Earthrealm in a different way. Maybe Earthrealm wins a whole bunch of times. So they're not on that like cusp of like losing or flip the script. Maybe they they're maybe they, you know, do win a bunch of times and maybe we play the first game again in this new redone version and maybe that's the first real loss oh that'd be interesting play as like the villains like why not give us both sides let us play both of them i mean that obviously was a big issue play- i had with the nether realms story template you never got to play as the bad guys yeah so why not this would be a good opportunity to kind of switch it up like obviously you know we we get to play as all the hero characters but why not like have a story point take over where we play the villain instead. So maybe we get to the the modern day version of the tournament and it's like, let's say it's like their 99th win and they need one more win. And then obviously it they, I don't know, maybe they banish or like, you know, the Outworld never gets another opportunity again. And then in this one, we, we play both sides, but we see we get to play the corrupted side too. So you get to play as Shang Tsung and maybe he does something to cheat and then they end up winning. And now they're able to like continue the tournament over again, and they're like, "Oh, now the 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 brackets are re- the the brackets have been reset. Now you do, now you got to go back to trying to get a hundred wins in order to keep us out again." So I mean, obviously there's a lot of things, but I think it would be interesting to play it as like we get to play as the hero side, but then we play the villains, you know, trying to uh, take over, and you know maybe we get to cheat during the tournament, maybe we assassinate one of the one of the heroes that never shows up in into one of the matches and then guess what now we're like oh now uh now outworld gets uh gets that win an interesting aspect you know because that, that that was a big that's a big flaw in the way they've been telling their stories it could be infinitely more interesting if we were able to play as the villains we could see their motivations, see how their motivations could affect people, and we could get a sense of how strong they really are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sorry about that. I'm opening up. <laughs> You're good. You're drink. Good. It's an energy drink. I'm not drinking alcohol. I promise. I'm not drinking. It's it's just energy. It's just energy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That having that um that opportunity to see the tournament from another perspective. Uh, could be fascinating, especially if Earthrealm goes on a like a long winning streak, because Liu Kang's winning streak wasn't as long as the Great Kun Lao's winning streak. I think he held that position for centuries, but mm-hmm. Liu Kang he won the first one, and then, um, and then they attacked the Earth, the Earth Realm, yep, and, and said, "Hey, you gotta go. do this second tournament right now." Mm-hmm. 
And he won that one. Yeah, and he won that one. And then Mortal Kombat 3 happened, where they just invaded. And they had to do all of that, and then Liu Kang won again. So there's only two tournaments, and they were like back-to-back before everything went to hell. Yeah, and it's mainly only because, obviously, we didn't get any more tournaments after that, because I guess what, the Elder Gods decided that since Shao Kahn cheated, that he wasn't eligible really to do this anymore. So it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's there's a like I said, there's a, there's so many years of lore that they can pull from, and I think that's the beauty of this whole situation. Like obviously, with you and me being fans of the lore and the stories, like you got things that you can pull from Deadly Alliance. You got things you can pull from Deception. You got things you can pull, you know, from, from even like some of the side games like Shaolin Monks and stuff. There's so much they can do. And I think that it would be cool to kind of see that like flip side of things, like change it up. Let's be able to play as everybody at one point during the main story and continue that trend. That'd be pretty cool. I, I'm wondering if they'll make like put a protagonist on on the opposite side as well. Have like a, like a mirror or something. Because, you know, we've been following Liu Kang and now he's Earthrealm's protector and he's going to lead the Great Kulao. It'd be cool if they, on like Outworld side, there was also a, a Great Kulao type that was being counseled. Maybe we follow Gore. No, I guess we couldn't follow Goro. But they're gonna, they're gonna give us Cole Young. <laughs> Cole Young, no, no way. But maybe we follow a character on in Outworld that's being counseled by Shao Kahn or being counseled by Shang Soon. There you go. That's in the same exact position as the Great Kung Lao, and it'd be cool to see. Oh, this protagonist is leading a new, not a new generation, but like a past generation, mm-hmm. and we have an old antagonist leading. A new generation of villains i think that'd be interesting i mean the sky's the limit at this point it really it just, is we could, we could talk about it just stuff depends just like i said biggest things again keep time travel out of this like no time travel if you, you can have a time skip that's a fine thing like I, i'd be fine with like i said we let's play the earlier events of the first tournament and kind of like get to see some of this like because be good story building like great we get to see like the the the, the Lin Kuei's early days we get to see the the Shaolin's early days we get to see how it all started and then like skip ahead into like what could end up being like maybe like their 99th tournament like 99th about to be you know about to be their 100th win and maybe like I said like whether it be like Earthworms on a, a winning streak throw the chaos in there like have them lose and then now it's like oh well you know now you lost like change the events up it, it, it'd be crazy to see y'all better put reptile in there though they better put reptile in there they better like i'm not going another game without him yeah, all right gotta, gotta do it why do molina fans get get what they wanted we was too nice man we were too nice we should have bullied him we should have bullied him should have hit, hit him on him. straight up sonic him we're just sitting here being all understanding and shit. We should have just been bullying them to get our characters into the game. Right? Listen, one of the characters... Y- y'all better give me smoke back. Give me back smoke. <laughs> I... I... Like, I, if Nine made me fall in love with Smoke's character even more. Like, Smoke was one of my mains in Nine. I loved Smoke. And I was like, man, they did my man dirty. Especially when he escaped becoming a cyber... 
like i was like my man escaped the cyber initiative so we actually got like like ninja like smoke like legit not just the robot and i was so happy with that and i thought it was so cool no i i, I technically thought cyber sub-zero was cool but like it was such a cool idea and then like he's just gone it's just gone let me tell you something about cyber sub-zero cyber sub-zero think in my opinion was the most exciting part of that entire storyline of 9x and 11 mm -hmm. for me the the possibilities that entered my head when they showed smoke escape from being cyberized and sub-zero be taken i was like oh man we're really going in a different path how's this going to affect the story now yeah and the answer was it didn't it didn't because he got killed what alongside smoke alongside everyone else by sindel yeah sindel just came in and just wiped the the palette clean which to me was like why yeah it's like it's like why so i when when i saw cyber sub-zero he got turned cyber sub-zero and he could play a cyber sub-zero i was like oh snap what what are the implications of this what is cyber sub-zero going to do what is his conflict going to be um because smoke in the midway timeline was kind of a tragic figure mm -hmm. and i was curious to see like after because we know a lot about sub-zero now we knew what his story could have been from playing um, you know, Mortal Kombat, uh, Deadly Lions, Deception, Armageddon. But that was all thrown out the window because he was cyberized. And they cyberized such a powerful warrior. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder what kind of advantage would that give? But then they made him a good guy, which I guess is okay, but that kind of sucked because he was already a good guy when we like left him in the midway timeline yeah he's already a good guy there we saw a good guy sub-zero already it would have been cool if um he couldn't if he couldn't be redeemed and he was just a villain for the rest of the the series and they had to figure out something else maybe they could have then introduced frost as the new good cryomancer Mm -hmm. who had like who was rough around the edges and was abrasive towards everyone but had good intentions because maybe she was hard at first because she was been so ignored her whole life and then through interactions with the good guy she opens up becomes good and better and or something like that you know that's the kind of possibilities that that could have led to but i feel like they dropped the ball with cyber sub zero and it kind of was a um harbinger of how the rest of the series goes setting up something really cool and then dropping the ball story-wise yeah they did and what's even more interesting to me was like in 10 like the fact that we saw the revenant version of him but it wasn't him anymore it was the the enria or and and en enra yeah the enra like and he like it was it was like smoke didn't exist anymore like it was it was the demon within him that took over and i think that even even that seemed cool to me. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, he... Obviously, I hated the fact that it's like, oh, my man just got his neck snapped in nine. That's it. He's over. <laughs> but then he got brought back, and it's like, it's not even him anymore. It's the demon. 
So that I felt like was a, a big plot point that they could have used. Or maybe even have him come back and maybe we see that like kind of like internal struggle of him battling not just to keep control of his body from himself, but like keeping the demon part of him at bay. And maybe having it to where like if something happens to him, let's say he gets knocked unconscious or something like that, the demon takes over his body and then goes goes crazy. Oh, that would be so cool. Because I mean, think about it right now. Like with the fact that he died and the demon took over his consciousness, like he he was no longer smoke. Everyone retained their memories and and more or less their personalities when they became revenants, you know the thing about it is that smoke was erased so now that the demon is the only thing that remained there's so much more they could have did with that and they just they just didn't and this didn't that's i didn't think about it like that like there's so many cool ideas that you could play with and now we can still have that like whole thing because he comes from a clan that worships that thing and they put that thing in him so it's it's even crazier to think about because now you can go, well he's a he's a warrior that struggles literally between the good and evil sides, like you know maybe somebody knocks him out maybe he maybe during a fight he gets knocked out, and and they, they're like oh, okay well he's he's knocked out so the he loses and then it turns out he doesn't lose he gets back up the demon is in control and he just murders his opponent. Man, would have been so sick. And you said they like put the demon inside him like that. That could have just been like a story point overall as a whole. Smoke died. He went to the Nether Realm, and Nenra came out, and now he's a big villain. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been something set up. I didn't even, I didn't even think about Smoke like that. That's crazy. That's a good that's idea. What and, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They did my boy dirty. <laughs> and and it sucks. He was left out of MKX. You know, in his um, in his, you know, form or whatever. Because with the way they did their variations, we could have had a smoke variation. We could have had an Anenra variation. And we could have had like a mixed variation or something like that. Or we could have just mm -hmm. had smoke, human smoke. We could have had Anenra. And then we could have had cyber smoke. All is three different variations of the same characters. He's had three forms pretty much in the series. That's true. They could have just done something. So, so you're right. You know, they did drop the ball on Smoke. And it's crazy that you say that because I really don't even be thinking about Smoke. That's how dirty they did him. I really just don't even think about him. They didn't want no Smoke. They don't want no they Smoke. They didn't want this Smoke. They clearly <laughs> did not want that Smoke. They didn't want their own Smoke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of the exciting part about what's coming up with Mortal Kombat 12, though. We kind of been spending a lot of this time just spitballing ideas and we can do that now because they have the leeway they gave themselves the leeway to do at this point whatever they want they have certain things they have to abide by certain rules certain events that took place way way so far back that it wouldn't even have made sense to put the game story mode in that time period like, like, we know about the Elder God War that put Shinnok into Netherrealm and that annexed Reptile's race to Zatera, which then got taken over by Shao Kahn. Mm -hmm. Like, we know that. We don't have to experience that firsthand. But where they put it was such a good, good place. When the Great Kung Lao was just, like, doing his thing, and then he gets accosted by 
fire god Liu Kang, and that's where we pick up. Now they could build the blocks as they see fit, and we can just kind of accept it because there won't be any retcons, because a lot of the characters that they retconned were characters that aren't born yet, like Scarlet, mm -hmm. like Cabal, like um, like Jade and Kodal's relationship. I'm not sure if Kodal will be alive. He might be alive. I don't know what Kodal's longevity looks like. Uh, he might be alive, you know, so that we might they might actually get to explore the Jade and Kodo relationship, which they seem like so happy to introduce in MK11. I would love to see it get explored in deeper detail. Um, But it's just like, as long as they keep to those rules, Adenians live forever. They don't even have to de-age any characters from Adenia. Katana can just look like a Katana. Jade can just look like Jade. Um, Sindel's already dead at this point. Um, yeah, I guess those were really, and Tanya, I guess. But there is no Melina, so I don't know what Melina fans are going to do. I don't know. I mean, I that's, that's going to be kind of like one of those situations of they're going to have to see where the whole game goes, like how far into that story they do want to build it. Because, I mean... If we're getting like a remix version of the events from one, I mean, technically they could introduce Molina in the first tournament because they don't have to go by like the original, like, what do we have? Like eight characters? Yeah, not, not no, anymore, I mean, at least. They can they can technically have it to where maybe Shao Kahn had Molina created specifically to go out to that tournament. I mean, like I said, it really it really depends on how desperate they're going to want to try to get that win for that uh for their realm. And it depends on what what people they're going to send. No, and and you're right because here, like, here's something I liked about uh, Melina. They were like Melina and Ermac and Scarlet were all just people made by them, Shao Kahn and and Shang Tsung and them. Mm -hmm. They're just like made like created to kill people and to fight on their behalf i could definitely see those at least those three characters being created before like we knew before um we're used to them being introduced if, especially if their back is being pushed against the wall the great kun lao's just continued success continued success being counseled by Liu kang i could for sure see shao khan and shang Tsung and them going we need more warriors man let's just Shang Tsung, make someone. Quan Chi, make someone. I'll make someone. We need to do something. Um, make a do. Make a clone of Katana. She's super powerful. She's people follow Katana. Make a clone of Katana. Uh, oh, I guess I'll be his daughter, at the time. Mm -hmm. Make a make a clone of my my daughter. Let's get more clones of my daughter, right? Let's just get a bunch of clones, but only one like succeeded so far, and that would be Melina. Mm -hmm. We need someone super powerful right now to stop this. Make make a soul a soul creature and ermac and we need like a real quiet real personal assassin in scarlet make scarlet you know get rid of that stupid fucking retcon where she's an orphan no just make her part of the flesh pits again that works better yeah because she was that's what i was always confused about i'm like i remember them saying that i'm like wait what do you mean she was an orphan i thought i thought she was created as a blood like as a like basically like a blood um mage she was and then they like introduce a blood magic and then they're like "Ooh, we got ourselves a fucking himomancer already let's let's just make her a blood magic user instead of make her just literally control blood with her body because she's made of blood 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually looked it up, yeah. She's originally a genetic experiment created by Shao Kahn. It was literally in her trailer when they showed her off as the first DLC character in Mortal Kombat 9. So the fact that they would even try to retcon it as something else is blasphemous. We already knew what the deal was. We weren't just going to buy this random retcon out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, so I could see those characters like coming back in that way. Characters being introduced earlier just because they're in a different circumstance now. It's Especially if the girl ends up being successful against Goro. You know, that, that throws everything out of whack. If he beats Goro instead of gets killed by Goro. I mean, you can even do something crazier where you can actually turn this tournament into not just a tournament of just, you know... Outworld versus Earth Realm. You could have it to where maybe all the realms are involved in some shape or form. Oh, that makes it way more interesting. Because at this point, if you think about it, because the, the one thing we have to take into account of everything is that obviously the events of the original games are not going to play the way they are now. With, with Liu Kang having the knowledge that he has, there is absolutely no way you're going to convince me that he doesn't do everything he can just to make sure that the tournament doesn't end up in the way that it ended up in his time. So maybe there's like a maybe there's like a whole thing where the the realms are competing. Maybe it's not even a survival thing. What if it's just like a supremacy thing? You know what I mean? Like what realm like leads up to all the realms? Kind of like a like a like a like a like a Dragon Ball tournament of, when they did the tournament of power. Where basically like originally it was supposed to be like oh the top universe gets to survive but like you know have all these different realms fighting maybe just for supremacy maybe saying like who's the more powerful realm and then maybe you have it to where Shao Kahn has got other plans you know what if he's like oh, oh yeah but I'm using this tournament to secretly find a way to invade earth realm so I can absorb it into my realm like there's there's so many things you can play with but the the fact that the idea of being able to open the door to let the other realms in we have more characters that we can have from Chaos Realm. You can have multiple characters from the Nether Realm. Because obviously, it's even though technically it's where you go when you die, guess what? It's still a realm. Then you got Earth Realm. Then you got um, Outworld. Hell, maybe Adenia never got absorbed by Shao Kahn and the Adenians have their realm back. And you can do that. I mean, it's not it's not the first time that Adenia wasn't actually like, you know, restored. Because obviously in the other games, we did have it to where Adenia was restored and Sindel and Katana and then were able to go back home. So maybe it's just a tournament just for the sake of just having a tournament. But obviously have Shao Kahn, maybe have ulterior motives. Maybe that could be where Chaos Realm, maybe maybe it, it, it even isn't Shao Kahn's problem. What if, like we, we were saying, we actually get a true bad guy out of Chaos Realm? Like there, there's so many things to play with here. I could see in that kind of scenario, what you just set up with like a, like a tournament for the sake of a tournament. I could definitely see a um a big bad villain coming from chaos realm because why in the hell would anyone from chaos realm look at this orchestrated tournament and go yes i like this no they wouldn't want to go in there and they would want to fuck shit up outside of the rules mm -hmm. they wouldn't give a shit about the rules they're from the chaos realm they said oh we got to do this psych no we don't and we're not and then you can add that at a conf order realm going in there and it could just be like a whole war within this tournament.
So you got Earth Realm versus Outworld got beef. Then you got Chaos Realm just wanted to throw the whole thing out of balance. And then you got Order Realm who was so for balance that they oppressed their own people. And then you have the Nether Realm, which is always like one of those like biding their time type of realms because they just get endless, endless soldiers because people just die and go there unless they go to heaven. So it's even something as as simple as a tournament arc type of type of story could have so much going on inside it if we introduce the other realms into it. Because Outworld is just like a little bit darker Earth Realm, pretty much with its characters. It's yeah. more violent Earth Realm. But when you add Chaos Realm in the Order Realm, and I, I mean, I get not the Dream Realm. I don't see like them using the Dream Realm. Fucking Freddy Krueger showing up and shit. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you got a Denny like. Like, maybe there's some kind of top prize. Maybe there's, like, a great power that could be awarded to the, the person that wins it or, some, like, some kind of high-value item that would maybe enhance the power of your realm. And it would give the other realms more of a reason to fight for it. Maybe it could be the power to merge realms together. Because Shao Kahn can do that. And maybe they said it, I'm just not remembering, but I'm not sure what gives him the power to merge realms together because no one else ever talks about merging realms together it's only Shao Kahn going around merging realms and shit maybe he earned that like somewhere in the past and with this tournament whoever whichever realm wins gets the ability to merge realms with itself and use it and take it as their own maybe that's the final maybe that's the final prize and so everyone wants to win and everyone has their own their own reasoning for wanting to win. If you get Earth Realm wants to start merging realms, they're pretty peaceful. They just they probably want to um, liberate everyone who's in chains and make everything fine. Um, we know what Outworld will, will want to do because we've seen that over and over again. And Chaos Realm would just want to spread chaos. Order Realm would just want to spread order. What do you yeah. think? So I mean, if anything, the only thing I and, and I could I could be wrong about this. So I'm I'm just again trying to reflect on what I remember. I think that Shao Kahn's soul, uh, his soul magic, has the ability to manipulate portal realms. I mean, portal orbs. I think that's what they call them, something like that. It was, it, portal orbs or portal realms. I forget, but it's one of those things, because it's what allows him to travel to other realms. But he's like the only one that can do it because his soul magic is so powerful from all the souls that he's ever absorbed that he's able to do it. So I think that's the reason why he's able to merge the realms because of how powerful he is. And just because of that, he's the only one that can manipulate that magic. Like, obviously, we remember that um, that's actually a dialogue between him and uh, Scarlet, where she knows that he's, she's, he's been holding out on her with the soul magic. Um, and the only other person that can manipulate soul magic to a point is technically uh, Shang Tsung, because he learned it from Shao Kahn. But obviously, you have to take into account Shao Kahn probably only taught him, like, the bare minimum of it so that he would never, like, be better than him. Because obviously he could just steal Shao Kahn's soul. Um, True, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I think that... I don't know, like, I think I like this idea better. Um, because you can open the door to so many different things. And, you know, like, every, everyone has a stake in it. Maybe maybe the prize is, like I said, those portal realms. You know, the, the portal orbs or whatever it is. Maybe Shao Kahn, you know, is like, Oh, man, I really want those portal orbs because I can use that to merge more of the realms. 
you know, or maybe they do it in like an elimination factor where like when a realm is eliminated, the 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 opposing realm that eliminated them maybe has an uh has a decision in the factor of what they get to do to it. So like let's say if like Order Realm is beaten by Chaos Realm, Chaos Realm has a choice whether or not they want to absorb the realm into their own or leave them alone. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, like the ultimate finish him. Exactly. Like you could have like a whole series of things that could dictate this. Because here's the big thing that I, I I I hate but love at the same time of MK. If you really sit there and think about it, is there really a good side? Like obviously there are quote unquote people that are good. But they're the quote-unquote good people in all the realms in a sense so but at the end of the day it's all vying for supremacy and survival that's the whole point of mk it's survival of your realm and of your people so because lo look at it like earth realm had to enlist people that are known as like not just the good guys but they've enlisted people that were murderers and 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 obviously like assassins and people that kill for money and things like that you know, at one point, obviously, Kano working with them in order to help them. I mean, you know, that's you're technically enlisting a bad guy to kind of just save the world. So at this point, it's just the the survival game. So, you know, they don't have to spare every person. They just at the same time, they kind of mask a lot of the main characters from Earthrealm as heroes. But let's be real here. Like, you have to remember, like, so your Sub-Zero, even Scorpion, when he became a good guy... Who are they at the end of the day? They're assassins. They're killers. They murder people. And most of them murder people for money. They murder people for jobs. That's the point. <laughs> so what, what's the difference? It's just survival. So why not turn it more into like a, a survival game rather than just turning it into this, the battle of good and evil? Let's be real here. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I feel like that's a redundant thing that we've seen so many times over in so many games. Not so only let's, is it... It's extra redundant in Mortal Kombat because every character gruesomely murders each other. Yeah. No one like, is against murder in Mortal Kombat. Exactly. So even, even you have to think about it, even they're gods. Raiden, as much as he plays the idea of a saint, I'm sure he's got a lot of blood on his hands. There's probably a lot of people he's had to kill and murder and do stuff like that too. You know, it's not like he's clean. It's just the way they portray it. So why not let's take the let's take this and twist it up a little bit and get to a point where maybe it's it's to where you're like, nah, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. Because remember, in MK9, you know, even Liu Kang himself was a was tired of playing by the rules. And unfortunately, it did end up getting him killed because Raiden ended up accidentally killing him. But he even was like, No, I'm done with your shit. I'm done playing these games. Like it's about survival. It's not about at this point winning. Like he he told Raiden over and over, we did it your way, and it obviously got a lot of my friends killed. And to be fair, to a hundred percent to his point, he's correct. He is correct. This didn't happen what, in the last timeline. Yeah, like if if he, to be real, if Raiden never really interfered with playing around with all the events in Nine, a lot of those characters would have never died. But you know playing uh the good guy he had more i think uh, personally i feel like Raiden had more blood on his hands than shao Kahn in that game it's true when, when you look at mortal kombat's one two and three from the new timeline compared to the old one way more people died senselessly than they did the first time around because of raiden trying to fix things raiden was the villain all along he's worse than shao Kahn. He's worse than Shaka. 
At least Shao Kahn was straight about it. It's true. Um, going into Mortal Kombat 12 story, you know, if we ignore, not ignore, but, um, going past the contents of the story, the characters and, and, and plot points and whatnot, what I hope, and I, I want to get your opinion on this, what I hope is that they abandon this, the, um, the story structure they've had since, mm, MK versus DC, the four fights per character per chapter. Yeah. And I hope they just they just loosen it up, have us play as the character that's necessary for the scene and the story they're trying to tell. If we have a if we have a fight, like a training fight in the very first chapter of the Great Kung Lao versus Fire God Liu Kang. Just a training thing, you know, they're not trying to kill each other. Mm -hmm. We don't need three other fights of the Great Kung Lao jobbing out a bunch of people. You know, I feel like we could just have that, and then we have some story things, and then maybe we could, maybe the Ancestor Sub-Zero gets introduced, and they fight or something, but you play as Sub-Zero because he's better at fighting than Great Kung Lao, and it makes Sub-Zero look good. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Stuff like that. What, what do you think? I think that it would be a cool idea. Um... I think that it would be really interesting to see like a like a training arc like you said with like that and and we could see like what, what i think it'd be interesting to see if maybe the great kung lao actually doesn't even follow through with a lot of these things like what if with Liu kang trying his hardest to kind of push him to being as like their champion what if in this timeline the great kung lao ends up turning uh, turning against him kind of like how Liu kang turned against raiden oh that'd be kind of interesting you know, maybe we get to see the frustration and like the no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was just like the Kung Lao that I knew, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm not the Kung Lao that you knew. You know what I mean? Because it, it was interesting. It was interesting even where he found him. Like he was like in like a stock room and it looked like he was like cleaning, I guess. Yeah, look, he was versus like, work, working or something. Yeah. Versus all the other monks were outside, like training and doing exercise and stuff. And he was cleaning. So my thing is, like, what if we, what if he's not the great Kung Lao that we know? What if it's like an alternative version? Because he reset the timeline and redid everything, what if the Kung Lao, the great Kung Lao that he, like, in a sense, kind of, like, brought into being is nothing like the great Kung Lao? You know what I mean? Like, what if he's, like, very disrespectful, you know, or the, what if he's basically, like, his Kung Lao? You know, very arrogant, very young, and very on the idea that he thinks that he's too good for that stuff i mean there's a lot of play that you can do with that stuff it is yeah there's there's so much possibility in that angle and it also helps with the, the fact that we really don't know anything about the great kung lao his personality his past any of that we just know he was the first earth realm champion um we did get dialogues from certain characters that do say that i forget who it is somebody mentions that they knew the great kung lao and they said that the Kung Lao that he is now is is nothing like him. So, I forget what game it was. It's going to bother me. I can't remember if it was X or if it was in, uh, it was in 11. Well, if they were comparing him to our Kung Lao, then yeah, he's probably way more humble in comparison to, to that Kung Lao. That's true. So, but, I, I but think it'd yeah, be cool. It, it makes it easy for them to kind of like have an arc like that because it wouldn't go against his character because we don't know what his character is. They literally have like 
it's like they introduced a new blank slate protagonist without creating a blank slate protagonist it's literally a yeah. character that we've always known existed that has like kicked off almost everything we just have never met him and we don't know anything about him and now they could do whatever they want with him true true all right i got a question for you okay i'm listening uh, we're gonna switch this up here so we've talked a lot about the story modes and we talked about like what we expected the story now i got a question of what game modes would you like to see implicated in this game just as a whole as a whole um obviously story obviously story versus and uh training you know okay. just to get the obvious ones out the way things you need in your fighting game mm -hmm. um i would like to see some fun modes i would like to see the test your mites and test your sights and shit come back i yes. think we talked about that last one last uh, podcast test your might sight luck i would like to see those come back just to be fun um i would definitely like to see the towers come back However, I don't want towers with so many insane modifiers to where you can't even play the fight. Okay, I agree with that. I like what MK11 did with their towers, but I don't like... If they're going to bring back the gear system, I don't want it to be random. I don't want t random towers that you have to catch it at the right time in order to get the piece just be able to do the tower with your character get the gear you want here get away from the microphone <laughs> um so i want tower mode to come back but a little bit more refined and definitely i want tag team mode to come back uh that's what i was looking for i was wondering yeah. if you're gonna pick that up yes yeah i want tag team mode back for sure they, need, they don't need to worry about it being competitive just added that so we could have fucking tag team parties and stuff like we used to back in the day because mm -hmm. that was fun um and i think i think i do want the gear system to return however i don't want there to be custom uh moves to come back i don't want to have like customized moves i think i'm over that at this point let's just get a whole character Let's just get a whole character and we can customize the way they look, how we how we see fit. I think that's a great idea. I think that as much as I thought it was kind of cool that you could change the movesets, I think that the biggest problem, especially when we, we were hosting tournaments, is the problem is that you can't make a fair tournament for that. No, not without just forcing everyone to use the default, the default character. And with like the default loadouts and at that point it's like what was the point then of customizing your moveset if you're going to ban moves make moves that aren't allowed to be used together uh make a slot make like a slot limit so you can't have the character you want anyway mm -hmm. i feel like in order to balance it they had to add so many restrictions that just kind of made it uh i don't want to say pointless because but I do like made it kind of redundant because if you had any, if you wanted to play ranked, you just had to choose the pre-made, uh, the pre-made loadouts anyway. And if you want to play competitively in tournaments, you have to use pre-made loadouts anyway. It really is just a way to 
to customize shit and play with your friends. But at the same time, the way they had it set up, the custom loadouts were only on one controller at a time, one profile at a time. Yeah. And the other player, you know, if a homie came over and was just on a guest account because y'all just wanted to fight, they don't got nothing. Only yep. you got the stuff. And, and if you're a good friend, you're not going to use your custom thing because they can't use a custom thing. Yeah, I felt like that was a... Oh, excuse me. That was a that was a big problem that we had. Even when like we were hanging out and we were trying to play like MK, like the problem is, is that we'd have to like download or like someone had to sign into somebody's PlayStation and had to pull, you know, their stuff or like they'd have to like ask like, hey, do you have the loadout with this, that, and the third? And we'd have to like build out that loadout for them in order to have it. So kind of, I, I I agree with that. I think that the the custom move loadouts that has to go out of the window. That that that. That was, I felt for me especially, I felt like it wasn't as fun. No, I came around to liking the variations more than I liked custom. Like the variation for MKX. Mm -hmm. I just, I like that more. Now, that had its own issues where some characters' variations barely changed their playstyle, and other characters were like, they had three characters to choose from in mm -hmm. one slot. So that was a little imbalanced in itself, but overall, I liked the variation over the custom characters. But at the end of the day, I just want complete characters. Yeah, just, I agree with Just that. drop your character completely, and I'm good. But I do want the gear system to come back. I, I do. I want to be able to make the characters look how I how I want them to look. Yeah, I think that was, that was something I felt like they did right. Like, being able to pick, like, even, like, pieces from, like, old-school, like, looks to, like, newer ones, like... I thought that was fun. It was fun. And I, I've been going back back and forth on how I feel about the crypt. Um, the crypt has gotten pretty much into its own like little video game. But you know, I I don't I don't know. Like it's neat to run around and find everything and do the stuff in there. It's cool. But maybe not make it so... I don't know. Because I did, I did kind of fuck with it. But I... I, I, I hated finding things for characters I never used. Yeah, exactly. You just never knew, knew where to look. And I feel like it kind of got a little bloated. I thought it was pretty bloated in MKX. But MK11 was more interesting because it wasn't like a grid system or anything like that. It was like first person. You literally just... Uh, ran around as the character however i didn't like the death traps i thought it was neat because it's excuse me it's mortal Kombat, and you know being able to die was cool but i think they should just be like these silly little death traps that if you're stupid you run into them but some of them were actually kind of hard to deal with mm -hmm. but you know like i said i'm back and forth on how i want the crypt to be do I want it simple, like fucking, like Deadly Alliance? Or, you know what they could do, which I kind of, like, kind of, like, contradicted to all I've been saying. They can just forego the crypt and have it be, like, how they did in Deception. Like, a whole story mode. And that's where you found stuff. That's true. They could do something like that, like a conquest mode or something. I don't know. I'm not sure where I, where I fall on the crypt. I'll just let them... I don't have any 
suggestions against or for it right now. I'll just deal with it, whatever it is, to be honest. It's not a make or break for me. However the crypt is, is how the crypt is going to be for me. Yeah, I feel that. What about you? Um, what kind of um, what kind of modes are you looking for? So definitely the tag mode. Um, I thought the tag mode was fun. I thought I've I've always loved that. Um, I would even like the idea of being able to like have it to where like you can do like teams, where like obviously like maybe it's like four of you on like the like the screen, and then maybe like you know when your partner tags you out, obviously you you the other player jumps in. You know what I mean? So kind of. Like being able to make it like a real four v four, so like like obviously like you, uh, me, Bonsai, and Jam Shake being able to like all be on the same screen. Each of us have a controller, and then right when the control like right when you're ready to tag out, maybe I'm playing as, you know, Sub Zero. Bonsai's playing as uh beat uh you know Noob Cybot. I can tag in him, and it's him playing the character rather than me control like me passing the controller or trying to control the character too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be kind of fun. Kind of, kind of like a, like a, like not, not I want to say Smash Brothers style, but like being able to like allow like four people to play on one screen. I think that would be really fun. Like a four v four type of deal, you said. Yeah, like That's I think like it'd be cool. That would be kind of sick, man. Yeah, like I think that we've we we're in a time now where there's so many different modes and so many different games, and it's kind of getting to that point where a lot of these games are blurring together and using the sim like similar modes. I think it'd be cool to kind of like jump in and out of like those things. Um. Uh, this you're gonna laugh at me this one um i don't know if uh you rem I i've always wanted a game to do this again but i don't know i i don't know how other people feel about it did you ever play the guilty gear game that was on psp i did not know so in the game you had obviously like it, it was the the guilty gear fighting game so you still had that but they also had like a uh they had a, a second mode where it was like a side scroller uh beat em up and it was a lot of fun and I think that would be kind of a... I think that'd be a cool little thing they could do for Mortal Kombat. I feel like you, you have enough realms and stages to stuff. Kind of like do little mini games like that. That'd be kinda fun. Add, I think adding more to the tester my tester site thing. Give us a give us some more little fun modes to kind of pull people in. To kind of want to play that stuff. It would be a great way to kind of not just practice the characters. You know, kind of being able to like run around and beat up stuff. But... You could also again turn it into like a like a party game where like everyone kind of can join in. I feel like the biggest thing that MK has to do now is that they need to kind of give us something fresh. You know what I mean? Like we've we've obviously had the same the same formula for the last few years. So give us something new. Like give us something a little more fun to kind of screw around with. Maybe that side scrolling thing kind of could also give you some extra lore on some stuff. You know, who knows? I, I know that in Guilty Gear, that's what it did. Like, when you played that, you actually fought. You could pick, like, Soul Bad you, you Actually, I think you could pick almost everybody. But, like, like for example, you pick Soul Bad Guy. Like, as he progresses through the level, you're fighting the actual monsters known as Gears. And you actually find out, like, a lot of backstory lore about Soul Bad Guy and Kaikisuke and stuff, which I thought was cool. That's pretty cool. So 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 you're you're asking for there to be a little tiny Shaolin monks inside of our yeah. Mortal Kombat 12 game. Yeah. I mean I, I would I, fuck I with that heavy. I would I, fuck with I that enjoyed. heavy. I love Shaolin monks. I, I wish we would I would love the day for them to announce like a Shaolin monks <laughs> or or hell, port the port the other one back. I mean, there's been this rumor online so much that they're gonna port it. And I'm like, and Boone won't deny it either. He kind of goes, I don't know. We'll see. I'm like, 
man, stop playing with us. Just, just do it. <laughs> stop playing with us. Listen, no, Metroid got a remaster. <laughs> give, give us, give us Alan Mugs. Especially if they let us play as anyone in the cast in theirs. I know it would take a lot of different programming and setting up to drop a character into a mode like that. So maybe they wouldn't give us the ability to use every character. Mm -hmm. But I think if they had like a good amount of characters and maybe they could even have that as a DLC branch. You say, oh, buy fucking Chameleon as DLC for your... Uh, for the roster, and uh, alongside Chameleon, you have, um, um, uh, fuck, let's say Ermac. You could also play as, as Ermac for the Shaolin Monks spinoff. Yeah, um, like... The, the Shaolin, Shaolin Monks mode, you could play as Ermac now. Here's a deal. So, it's like, if they were to go that route, they could just literally have two trees of DLC. One for actual the fighting game. Mortal Kombat, and then another character for the uh, Shallow Monks mode. So if it starts with, if the Shallow Monks mode starts with, you could play as Kun Lao, or the Great Kun Lao, or Fire God Liu Kang, and Sub Zero and Scorpion. They could have DLC. Let's just say, let's just say DLC Ermac for Shallow Monks. At the same time, releasing another character for the fighting game. So. One of the ideas I was thinking of is that we were discussing earlier on how we were uh, about the whole like relationship between the the Sub Zero and Scorpion ancestors, obviously, because obviously they're still more likely probably going to be the original members of the Lin Kuei. One of the cool missions that we could do in that like Shaolin Monks mode is maybe being able to explore like the fractures of like what caused the Scorpion's ancestor to like leave the Lin Kuei. Like maybe it's like a mission and obviously he doesn't agree with whatever's going on and you got the Sub-Zero answer should be like, no, this is all for the Lin Kuei. And he's like, well, I don't agree with the Grandmaster's decision. And he's like, no, we we do what the Grandmaster says. That is all we're meant to do. You know, your opinion doesn't matter. Like that type of thing. I think that would be so cool. Oh, that would be cool to see like side stories like that outside of like what's happening in front of us. That would be that's such a good idea there's so many times where you're just wondering what are they doing when they're going away and mm -hmm. like that would be the answers and we would see uh, we would see the personalities because you get a lot of personality when you see characters traveling and fighting together as opposed to against each other yep so I'm, I'm with that I I agree I think that would be an amazing amazing idea this Shaolin Monk side story I think honestly I would take it over a tag mode, if I'm being real with you. I think it's such a good idea and has so much uh, possibility for what they could do. I think that would be an honestly a good way to go with it. And it would satisfy people who just want more sh like Shaolin Monks type gameplay. Mm -hmm. like, they might buy MK12 just to play the Shaolin Monks mode. Just make sure, you know, there's, I would say, make sure there's like either local or online. Like you could do either one. Oh, like I'm if. Free. I want to I be able to sit next to somebody and play with me, or if I can go online, I can go online, but at the same time, like, you know what I mean? I feel we need more couch co-op stuff. This is this is what you can do, MK, let's do it. Just in general, yeah, they need to start blazing a path towards getting back on a couch mode of things. Let's do it. I'm with it. I, I, I got one last question for you, because I know okay. we got to probably start wrapping this up. Yeah, yeah, what's up? I know we discussed this before, and it's kind of a hit or miss. <laughs> All right. Guest characters guest characters who do i want as guest characters 
Because obviously in this game, obviously with the guest character passes and the last few games, I would say with the exception of maybe like nine, but like obviously with the last um, pass, we had all of like the, the 80s action stars and action characters and stuff. And then the pre and, and 10, we had obviously like horror, you know, uh, guest pass characters. So in this game, do we want to maybe break the mold and just kind of pick random characters from like various universes or do we want to kind of would you like to see like a theme still you know as far as like the characters that get to be added into the mk universe um that's a really that's a really good question and i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure because adding guest characters to mortal kombat is way trickier than other series because they got to be they gotta match the tone of Mortal Kombat, right? They can't just be, how can we make this into a fighting game character? They have to be willing to be violent. Mm -hmm. um, and they have to be able to be killed without being too controversial at the same time. Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, so it's tough. You know, it's... It's tough to choose because I feel like they chose they were they were in the right direction with their guest characters with the horror characters and the action characters even though I didn't like the action characters they you know we can we're okay seeing them be killed we're okay seeing them kill um it's hard it's hard it's it really is hard for me to think of suitable characters i'm sure there are suitable characters that i would like i'm sure i could think of plenty that would fit you know everyone wants like john wick and shit and i'm sure counter would be happy to lend his face and voice to the role oh yeah he want john wick and neo or, or whatever they people just want keanu reeves in the game i guess just put him um, in the game put keanu reeves in <laughs> and just get a different outfit for every character um but it, i don't know you know as far as guest characters go it's hard to say because I feel like they peaked with the horror people. I feel like that I, matched so I perfectly. I feel like they they'll never reach that point again. For me, at least, with characters that I would like to be in Mortal Kombat, I wanted to kill people in a fighting game with Jason, and that's what they gave me. And they gave me they gave me that in a really good game in Mortal Kombat X. And um, yeah, and, and I'm, I, I guess there are more horror characters they could choose from. Maybe they finally bring fucking Ash Williams in. Yeah, wasn't he like rumored for like a long time, and they just never did anything? Uh, he was. They couldn't get the rights in line. He was supposed to be in, but they couldn't get the rights in line. But that's a good question, and I honestly, I would have to think about it. I would just have to think about it more. Cause it's not so okay. much that I don't want guest characters. Gary, don't stop hitting the microphone. <laughs> oh my god, it's these cats, bro. These cats. Uh... Um, I would have to think about it more, cause I can't think of any guest characters I'd want right now. Maybe from another fighting game franchise. Maybe we get someone from Killer Instinct or someone in there. That'd be they're cool. okay with having their characters be killed and okay with having their characters kill. And I like those characters a lot. I'd like to see them cross over. But again, I don't know. You know. It's hard. It's hard to think about for Mortal Kombat. Any other fighting game, I could be like, yeah, let's, how about this? Or how about this? Or how about this? We could do this. We could do that. But Mortal Kombat is very specific in the kind of characters you could bring in. Mm -hmm. 
because everyone can say oh what about dc characters like well what about dc characters you can do no heroes it would have to be villains villains anti-heroes or anti-heroes. maybe like somebody like you can have like somebody like i could say like i could see like red hood maybe red hood but like, yeah but 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 what people want to see red hood be killed is the question like people i don't know have they, to they voted for him to die originally <laughs> you know that's true <laughs> <laughs> but people people would want to have to want to see and be okay with these characters being killed violently for them to be put into mk and that's like that's a really hard rope to walk and i'm sure after this podcast i'll think of like 20 characters but right now in this moment i'm struggling to think of anyone i want kratos back kratos oh dad of war kratos i think uh, i think that'd be a fun character i think i think that he would uh he would make sense obviously being the god of war and Obviously, we got like obviously newer iterations of him now with obviously the re- the uh, not the reboot but like the continuation of the God of War series. I think that'd be a kind of a fun thing. Um, but but that, that that's just again that's just a like a guilty pleasure character for me. Other than Spawn coming back, I won't lie, I really did love seeing Spawn in the game because uh, I love Spawn. He's such a he's I'm such a nerd over like a lot of stuff with Spawn. Hell, I'm looking in my office and I like see three spawn statues in my office. And I'm like, yeah, I really do. This spawn, there's Venom, there's Carnage, there's Venom, there's the spawn again. Um, but I do agree. Uh, it, it would have to be characters, obviously, that we're fine with seeing, you know, go that gory route, you know, go that era of like, we're, we're like, well, we're about to kill somebody. I mean, I guess it also depends too in the era of like when they decide to release it because what's going to be popular. I mean, I get the uh, the 80s the, the, the 80s action stars and stuff like that was kind of cool. Some of it to me, I guess it was more a disappointment because I was kind of like, well, why is this character? And again, that was more because the, it's like we got Rambo, but we didn't get Reptile back. We yeah, got there's characters here, missing. But we got I got I didn't get my boy Smoke back. So I feel like once we get those like characters that satisfy our needs, then the guest characters can kind of it kind of won't really matter. It kind of will be like being able to open the door to a lot of things. I mean, I mean, I, I search around on Reddit and I'm part of a lot of groups in Reddit and I look at stuff and see what people post. Some people are even saying like, maybe we should start looking at like, like uh, obviously being anime is like kind of like bridging the world's like gaps and like kind of like crossing over in a lot more things. I know there's like some group, uh, the show Ruby is like crossing over with like DC and there's like this thing with Superman and wonder woman end up in ruby's world or something so somebody um in one of the reddit forums was like what what is an anime character right now that you would love to see and i was like chainsaw man uh chainsaw man would be pretty cool i think that would be such a fun character like that he he, because it makes sense he's a he's a psycho and you know he's a monster in a sense so i feel like he 100 percent fits in the mk world you know yeah i could see someone like chainsaw man bridging the gap between and he'll look cool in Mortal Kombat aesthetic in his, yeah. at least in his Chainsaw Man form and not, you know, as just regular as Denji. I think that he would have to stay as Chainsaw Man. I feel like his intro would just be him, like, revving himself up and then turning into Chainsaw Man. I think that's what we have to do because, I'm sorry, but anime characters do not look good 3 d Nah, I can agree with that. So, that, that again, that, that was just a... Like, if I had to see three guest characters, if you're going to start bridging that gap with anime characters, 
throw 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 chainsaw man in there i think that'd be so fun yeah um, I, I could see something like that just take or take characters from multiple medias you know like like get, give us a few comic characters give us a, a few maybe slasher characters maybe some like maybe there's like some upcoming movies that are coming out like look at the media see what's popular around that time and then just see what you can do i mean what's going on yeah I mean, we're, we're obviously some ways before they're really officially going to announce it. Because um, obviously a lot of people were waiting for them to announce it at the Game Awards. Because that's what they did with 12, uh, not 12, 11. But, you know, this year we didn't get it. And I know Boone's been, like, doing all these Twitter, like, interviews and open-air questionnaires and stuff a lot lately. So it's clear he's trying to gauge and see what's going on. And it's only a matter of time. I think within the next year, we're going to definitely get at least an announcement. See, it, see, you 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 bring up guest characters, and now if now I've been thinking, as you were talking, and giving me like ideas, if they want to bridge together the past three games, nine, ten, and eleven, with like, and they want to use their guest characters to do that, they could bring like Dad of War Kratos, like you said to bridge from MK9 to MK12. They could bring Michael Myers to bridge MKX to MK12. And then they could finally give us the Ash Williams from MK11. And if they want to have another one, then they could add that Chainsaw Man just as we're starting anew. Here's the new shit. Yeah. If they want to have that many guest characters. But I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see on that with guest characters, because guest characters could be anything, and we'll have to see what the theming is. Shadow the Hedgehog confirmed Mortal Kombat 12. There we go, Shadow (laughs) the Hedgehog. He shows up with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Another gun, baby? Really? (laughs) We don't get Sonya, we get Shadow with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, man. That would be a a testament to modern NetherRealm Studios. They dip into Sonic the Hedgehog and still give us the one with guns. Yep. Alright, well, as far as I know, I have, well, I have, you know, we could talk all day about such an open-ended topic about what's going on with Mortal Kombat 12 story, but I don't have much else to add as of right now. We've been going on for pretty long. Longer than I expected. Definitely. Uh, so do you have any more questions, Orange, before we wrap this up? I think that's kind of it. I mean, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. I love the idea of like the, the, the creative minds that we both have. And, you know, obviously being from the generation that grew up with obviously like the game at the very beginning and seeing how far it's come. I think it's uh, I think it's kind of like goes without saying that we're just excited to see what else we can get out of this uh, franchise. Very excited. I'm looking forward to it. So much, so happy to be feeling this way about Mortal Kombat. Because I haven't felt this way about Mortal Kombat in a long time. I've been pretty bitter for a minute, but they let me cool off, which I appreciate. Now going to MK12, it's almost a clean slate for me going into MK12. So they're 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 doing good things by just keeping quiet, building the game, taking all the time they need. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm here for it. And I'm ready to see what they got. Yes, sir. Well then, I would like to thank you for coming on the podcast again. We've been trying to get this episode going for a while now, and we finally did it, and I'm happy that we finally got around to talking about this. Same. So, 
With that being said, I would like to reintroduce the one, the only, Lobo Berry Crunch. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for listening. Definitely make sure to follow for more. I will be back. I've always, I will always come back. <laughs> He'll always be back. He's been Lobo Berry Crunch, and I've been Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you on the next one. The answer lies. Yeah, yeah. Victory.